We are back on with another one. Hey, Joyce. Hello, Gail. How are you? <laughs> How's it going? Going well. Good, good. How's your working environment this morning? The creative juices are flowing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> good. That's good. That's good. Yes. I haven't had a chance to really get into my um, work today, actually. But I've um, been listening to a podcast Mm-hmm. Um, it's about like women in the past artists who have women artists in the past who were influential who had an impact and who are just like really important to hear about so That's yeah awesome. it's, it's been interesting it's been really cool very cool so what's stuff that you've been um been uh, like creatively juicing (laughs) 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 well I have been brainstorming and designing this care package for Mm -hmm. my first Royal College of Art graduate diploma project that's due on Friday so we're given yes we're given 10 minutes to present our response to a written group manifesto. And my group wrote a manifesto that starts with the line, C is for create and ends with the line, have you met your individuality? So I've been chewing on this for the past month and I'm really excited for my project because it's very near and dear to my heart. I'm creating a care package for university students who are struggling with depression, anxiety, Mm. um, that leads to potential eating disorders or even suicidal thoughts. And this is a care package that is designed for any type of college student, but there is a special um element that is catered to international students Hmm. because I know a lot of international students struggle with assimilation into a foreign country into new culture they're most likely homesick and it's hard to approach the counseling services at a foreign country's university so this is just a way to help foster the growth and healing process for these type of students that are struggling and feel hopeless and alone wow that is so that's so good that is so deep as well like I think it's that you think it's just so important to have something like that in today's to, uh, well, today's society mm-hmm. yeah for sure I just am using my own personal experience when I was an undergraduate to put elements into this care package that I wish I had used when I was going through some tough times. And I'm also hoping that this is something that can actually be a reality um, and something Mm. that if this is a product that is distributed, it would be something that could be easily accessible something that's affordable but also something that the proceeds will go to 
my nonprofit that will help youth development on a global scale. So it's kind of like I'm starting local, but expanding it to a global platform. You are definitely a visionary. Oh my gosh, that's one thing I know. About. <laughs> <And> <laughs> definitely honestly. highly ambitious, which is not always a good thing. I need to be practical. So I'm learning. No, I'm I... learning. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. So where was your undergrad? The University of Virginia. Uh, okay, wait, so, because you were talking about, like, um, like, were you, are you referring to other students who were international students and how they felt? Well, the thing is, I have definitely been blessed with opportunities to interact and be friends with international students, um, both at the University of Virginia and while I studied abroad. And I have witnessed the struggles of international students. And also my mom was an international student when she first came to the US. And I think it's just so important to help individuals make that really drastic transition from whichever country they called home to a new country that must be home and could even be home for a longer period of time after graduation um yeah and also I remember so go ahead sorry it's so interesting you talk about that though because like I'm even thinking about some of the people on my course Mm -hmm. and how you know even with all this coronavirus that's taking place now they felt loads of loads the majority of the people my course were international students and so Mm. they felt so detached from home and I think because most of the situation like the initial the initial outbreak was taking place in their home country so their parents and their families are the ones that's caused like (laughs) giving them the news Mm. and so there's this fear and stuff and so many of them just weren't coming into uni from since Christmas wow and so yeah so having something like that put in place would be helpful Mm -hmm. but then it also makes me think and it was some one of the things that we've spoken about on our course and stuff which is just language barriers Mm -hmm. as well and how art is something it's a language it's a universal language it just speaks regardless of whatever language Mm -hmm. you have um but that would be helpful Mm -hmm. to students yeah yeah, and the thing of who, not... oh god sorry uh, yeah, go on. well I was just going to say that this care package I would love to make it so people can purchase it and you know interact mm-hmm. with the elements that are in it however I think the concept is something that can be easily replicated at home as mm-hmm. long as you have yeah. paper and you know a pencil um, it, it's really yeah a way that is helping people understand what they're experiencing and then being able to visualize Mm -hmm. that and dissect it in a kind of even scientific manner of, okay, why am I experiencing this anxiety at this moment? What has triggered this spiraling, which has led to a panic attack? And also emphasizing the importance of community because isolation is one of the most dangerous things a person can put yeah. themselves in maybe 
intentionally, maybe unintentionally. And yeah, I really hope that this project can really hit home for people across all different borders, all different backgrounds, and even all different ages, because I think this care package could also help people that are younger than college students age and also older as well. Yeah, no, definitely. I could definitely see how it would be effective, not just now in like a pandemic, but like normally. Yeah. They, they, universities Mm. and and stuff yeah do you think do you know what thinking about it do you think it's one of those things that spans like past just artists do you reckon that do you get what I mean like other not just artists can use it but other kind of students or was it supposed to be tailored to just art students or just university students generally it's actually tailored to non-art students Because I think artists and art students naturally have an inclination to use art as a means of expressing themselves and as part of their own personal development and healing. Um, Mm. But for people that may not think that they are even good at art, this is a way for them to actually surprise themselves and also understand that there is great virtue in art and art therapy and so yeah this is pretty much a project that is an art advocacy sort of um I guess project that I am trying Mm -hmm. to advocate for the virtues of art therapy and how non um traditional forms of medicine you know alternative medicine can be helpful in achieving goals of restoration right oh wow praise god man that's so good that the lord would give you these ideas thank you and it's actually really good as Mm -hmm. well that you do have that that with you as well it's not just you're not just yeah you do have christ to kind of help Mm -hmm. you like inspire you in terms of because ultimately it's the soul that you're exactly, caring for exactly Do you that's, get what the, mean? that's the, the soul of each yes of exactly that's the root that I'm trying to help the users of this care package understand that it's not just a yeah. matter of you're experiencing something physically and there is scientific evidence to explain what's going on but understanding yeah. that there is the psychological element there's the emotional element and there's also most importantly the spiritual element that I really would love this to lead people ultimately to Christ. So that's my prayer. Fabulous. (laughs) Sorry, I talked a lot about myself. I think you should share about what you've been doing too. No, no, no. I think that's good. I think that's good. I'm sure the listeners will be, you know, interested to hear our artist Joyce and what she's working on. (laughs) I hope so. I just rambled for like 11 minutes. I know. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's it's really good. It's good to hear. It's good to hear what your work is about, or at least your imminent deadline for Friday. Yes, I know. <laughs> I woke up at six this morning. Tomorrow I'm gonna wake up at five. Oh. Then I'm gonna wake up at four, oh. and then just right. grind until Friday. <laughs> oh boy! Well, yeah, the Lord is a strength. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> um so me what have I been thinking about uh so I mean based on even just 
listening to the podcast as I was mentioning earlier really kind of made me think of just the importance of our stories mm. uh, the everyday human being and, and the importance of it being documented um, and I was speaking with my brother about this and you know in in the past like listening to some of these artists and all the struggles that they went through um, the f- female artists I would say particularly like some of them won't have been allowed into like life drawing classes mm. and to experience all of these things to their fullest and so they would probably have to rely on their rich dads mm-hmm. or something yeah. that yeah that will enable them to kind of paint or draw freely and stuff like that and so it's first of all I'm just blessed and privileged and, and grateful with the fact that we're able to access these things so um easily mm-hmm. now yeah but then it's also being how their life experiences seeped into their artwork and that's something that I realize that I do without really realizing mm-hmm. so like for example um one of the artists I was listening to she went on a trial and then you know it was through some kind of really harsh physical um, prob- like, problems that went on in the trial mm. it it caused her to start looking at her hands a bit more mm. and painting them when they're clenched or painting them when they're stretched out or whatever and it's her like expressing the pain mm. or the suffering or the drama or mm-hmm. just the, the traumatic experience that went on through the trial mm. and so I, I think it's just so interesting how that then became the start of her practice where she would then paint other women you know not not as victims per se but as a way of showing that they're still strong even though they go through mm. situations and so that's something that I'm really interested in that's something that I've been exploring and so as you're saying that you've um got your deadline this Friday I've set myself a personal deadline of two weeks Mm -hmm. to um write my research my critical research and so um this is my second week and so yeah like listening to that was really helpful because it just kind of got me to think about okay what is my focus as an artist what is the thing that I really want to bring out and it is those everyday life stories the things that won't necessarily be documented in life's Mm. history books Mm -hmm. (laughs) do you get what I mean um there's things that we will hear about in like whether it's in the cafe I don't know out with your friends or in the church or whatever you just hear conversations stories about what's happening how can we pray for you etc etc and it's it's the ordinary Mm -hmm. it's the day-by-day thing yeah um and so, yeah, I'm interested in that intertwining of how do we see God in the mundane, mm. like the everyday? How do we see God's light shining through us in our just stories of suffering and, and pain? Mm-hmm. Or like, and, I, and I'm reminded of, um, uh, today I was looking at Second Corinthians 1, verse 3 and 4, where it just talks about god being the god of all comfort amen and then further down it just spoke about like um we share abundantly in christ's sufferings Mm. and the same way um we share also in his comforts Mm. 
And so that's just, it's just helpful to just remember that though we go through suffering and trial and all of that, like his light is still shining even in the midst of all our trials Mm. and so yeah that's kind of what I'm just interested in in working on just in my actual painting practice Mm -hmm. but in my writing it's a whole different thing (laughs) (laughs) I'm still brainstorming I was still in the introductory section of my writing Mm -hmm. and seeing how it's all gonna flesh out (laughs) basically maybe think about and also that's awesome thank you for sharing I think it might be interesting to look at accounts like Anne Frank and Mm. different ordinary people who would have considered themselves ordinary people whose written work and produced work we even idolized today you know um Mm -hmm. I was watching this new series um a couple months ago on apple tv it's called dickinson have you heard of it it's about emily dickinson who was a famous Mm -hmm, american mm -hmm. author and it's just really interesting because just the whole time period is you know you feel like you go back in time um to a time that women were not allowed to do things that we are allowed to do today and Mm -hmm. I even think about my great-grandmother who raised my mom she was illiterate and Mm. she lost her husband when my grandfather was only two months old and Mm. the only way she could survive and her six kids could survive is if she remarried so my mom's maiden name is not actually her grandfather's surname it's actually her step grandfather's surname and I think about even though my great-grandmother was you know a woman that she's not written in history books she's not you know famous I don't even like I mean I only know about her through my mom and my mom's memories but when she died at when my mom was 15 that really shook my mom's world and she started questioning Mm. life and asking what is life all about are we just here to to live and to grow old and die or is is there more and soon after my mom and her family moved to a foreign country she had to learn completely different language and it's just her testimony though is so powerful because you know you see God's hand working through ordinary people and even in the bible there are ordinary even underdogs that god is mm. handpicked and i just love all the the commissions of the different prophets and different apostles of you know god coming to them and then saying you know to gideon who is scared out of his mind and he's like <laughs> mighty warrior you know yeah. And Gideon is like, are, are, are you talking about <laughs> me? Like, are, are you serious? <laughs> and then I think about different people throughout yeah. scripture that they are ordinary people, but we see their lives unfold by God's mighty hand. And God mm-hmm. is ultimately glorified, glorified through those mundane, ordinary lives. 
Amen. Amen. Wow, that's actually so. Yeah, thank you. That's really encouraging. Actually, I may go and read that that story again because it's it's those small nuggets, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That wow. Yeah, I'm starting to realize something. I have been decluttering my room as I think I mentioned mm-hmm. yesterday and mm-hmm. I've been finding these old jewelry boxes and yeah. every time I open it to see if there's anything inside most of the mm-hmm. time they're empty and then it yeah. made me start thinking I actually really don't like jewelry like <laughs> I don't wear jewelry the only thing I'm wearing right now that is jewelry are my earrings and I've worn the same earrings for like decades <laughs> like I just don't like jewelry but I love opening a jewelry box because if someone gives me jewelry I'm like wow thank you so much for this gift like I feel so grateful that you purchased this for me and that you you know put thought into this and put your heart into it and gave it to me so I think that the very act of just opening that box is like mm. it brings delight it doesn't matter what's inside the box because I don't like jewelry <laughs> but I love the the relationship I have with that person who has given me that jewelry and therefore I love That's that so jewelry st- so I think like in our lives in our spiritual lives like God has given us so many gifts and I guess today's podcast we were going to talk about stewardship right so yeah. I guess this kind of can segue into that sort of stewardship element but God gives us the gift of his son and he gives us Mm. the gift of the Holy Spirit and he gives us the gift of you know so many things even life itself and we when we open that it's kind of like the Bible is a gift too like we open it and we see God we see his love for Mm. us evidenced in the word and I think as Christian artists we want to invite people to open that gift to you know and like come on, open <laughs> open their eyes to see god through our work come so on. it's not so much about the jewelry it's not so much about you know what we produce but it's that element of opening a gift and opening the door to something new that maybe they've never encountered before Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I do. That is just a, a dot 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 moment to the next podcast. So <laughs> ah, on that note, <laughs> guys, we will see you on the next episode. <laughs> Thank you for joining oh, no, us. That's, that's, yeah, that's that's so brilliant. That's just got me so excited to record the next one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys in the next Sojourner Sisters podcast. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.